Hi, Camille. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on to the Ox and Plows first podcast. You are our first official guest, and we are so excited to have you. Oh, that's such an honor. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It's an honor that you're here. We're so excited. So, um, as everyone knows, I I did do a small intro before this first episode. But um, again, my name is Lacey. Um, I am the creator, brander, and developer of Ox and Plow. We are a cannabis-based web design and brand development company. Um, It started in my kitchen. I had a vision and I went for it. So now it is becoming not only a brand and business, but now a podcast. Um, And I'm just so excited and so thankful for Camille to be our first guest. Gosh, that's sweet. (laughs) Um, Camille, thank you so much for your time today. I just, I so appreciate it. And I know that all the listeners are just going to absolutely love to hear your story and hear more about all of me. And I'm just so excited to learn more about you. So why don't you go ahead and give yourself an introduction and kind of tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, um, I mean, it's kind of the same situation as you. I started uh, Illum in my kitchen. It just popped into my head. Um, I used to actually be a journalist and a publicist, but then I kind of just developed a passion for cannabis when I became a medical marijuana patient. So I have, I'm very, very lucky. I don't have a crazy intense form of epilepsy, um, but I also had major, major migraines. So when I really started incorporating medical marijuana into my lifestyle, it just, it improved my quality of living and that in and of itself inspired me to start the business, which uh, for those who don't know is an online store. And uh, my, I guess you could call it signature item is called the chill box. And it's essentially a uh, monthly box with all of your can essentials, as I like to call them. So um, yeah, I mean, it's really my, my big passion project now. And um, it's, it's funny how I went from such a different industry into cannabis. It's, it's, so it's been fun. No, I, I know. I, feel that's, the same I guess way. a little bit about yeah, me. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like before, you know, I was in retail for 10 years and then I was kind of recruited to do some HR and I hated my life and I hated my job and I was so just mm. not there. And um, for me, cannabis has helped me in that I suffer with severe anxiety. And, you know, with the way that my story developed, um, you know, I, that in itself, being able to be calm, just like yourself in, in what you go through or what you've gone through as well, um, truly has helped me be able to live my day to day. I'd love to kind of hear about um, what you what your strain is, and then also kind of your intake and how you treat yourself every day um, using cannabis. Sure, uh, that's a great question, actually. So I kind of go for a bit of a combination. Um, I'm slowly but surely starting to um, take some oils during the day, uh, mainly, you know, CBD oils. So um, through my uh, LP, I take an oil called Midnight, which is really nice. And it just kind of, you know, it, it's also great for people who have anxiety mm-hmm. and it just kind of calms you down. But in the evening, I really like going for more of a, a little heavier strain. Um, I guess, well, right now I'm really loving uh, Girl Scout cookies. I kind of, I was really into it for a while and then I kind of 
dabbled with some other strains, but I'm back to this one. And I really just like it to unwind at the end of the day and relax and just, just chill out. So, and that's really important. I need to chill out because with epilepsy, if you have such a hectic lifestyle and you're overly stressed out and you don't sleep enough, Mm -hmm. you could run into some trouble. So um, yeah, I just try to keep things as relaxed and calm as possible, really with whatever strain I I decide to, uh, to smoke or vape or uh, eat. Same, same here. (laughs) Yeah. That's super interesting. When were you diagnosed with epilepsy and I I believe and and you can tell me if I'm wrong and I apologize for my lack Mm -hmm. of knowledge here for all the listeners that maybe have epilepsy but is there um, different types and 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 if there are what do you have and how severe is it yes yes so I have idiopathic generalized epilepsy I'm going to be totally honest I still to this day can't figure out exactly (laughs) what it is it's very hard to understand but I'm super fortunate in that I'm able to control it. So I haven't had a seizure in, I'd say, we're coming up on five years. I was diagnosed maybe about seven years ago. And um, so, I mean, I've met so many people who have seizures around the clock every day. And I, I, again, I'm just so fortunate that that's not the case um, for me, but cannabis is it's just super helpful and it's uh, I don't want to say that I've had a lucky streak but I think it's definitely improved my quality of life and and reduced my chances of having more seizures yeah absolutely and so from the point that you were diagnosed to the point where you realized that cannabis was your was going to help you and help ease your seizures and things um, that come with the effects of having what epilepsy um when how did that happen and when did that start and was did a doctor recommend it to you did you figure it out on your own I I know that our listeners would just be so curious to kind of understand maybe Mm -hmm. ones that don't that have epilepsy that don't um you know know where to go for information and um and maybe doctors aren't recommending it I'm not sure but I'd love to hear your your story and how that happened for you well, I, I did actually kind of figure it all out on my own. So before I was diagnosed and I was just living, you know, my mundane daily life, uh, I would just, you know, I smoked whatever and I, I, I enjoyed it, I guess you could say recreationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started getting pounded with migraines and I realized that it helped the migraines, like whenever I would smoke, when I felt one coming on, it would just go away. Um I looked more into just like the general health benefits of, of weed. And I found that it, it's just great if you have, you know, again, headaches, epilepsy and whatnot. And then, so with that in the back of my mind, after I was diagnosed with epilepsy, I thought to myself, Hey, I recall there being some sort of link, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, sorry, uh, I mean, treatment, uh, for people who have epilepsy, so why not try it? So I started looking into it even more. I did some research. I asked my neurologist about it. And, you know, the thing, I don't know if this is exclusive to Canada, but where I'm from um, in Canada, the province of Quebec, we're kind of, we're behind the times, especially in, in when it comes to medical marijuana, I would say there's still a lot of stigma here from, from my experience. But um I mean, my doctor, he was cool about it, but he just didn't know very much. That's the problem. Like, there isn't enough education, I would say. 
So I just, yeah, again, I, I threw myself into research. I figured everything out on my own and I just, I approached a company that matches Canadians up with, with doctors uh, who actually do prescribe. And then I went from there and it's, it's been great ever since. That's amazing. You know, I think it's so interesting that, um, you know, here uh, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona and, um, you know, we have clinics here that have doctors on site that can evaluate you and can recommend um, certain strains and things that they think that will help you um, with whatever you may have. Um, one that I can think of at the top of my head is uh, scoliosis and, um, mm-hmm. but it is not, they do not help you if you are suffering with mental illness or if you are suffering with uh, severe anxiety in my experience. And, you know, I, again, like, like yourself, I had to kind of figure that out and figure out, okay, like, you know, I don't want to take medicine because they just tried to shove, you know, pills down my throat for me to, you know, stay calm and, and manage my anxiety. Yeah. And I, I didn't want that. I wanted to feel in control. And that's when CBD for me came into play. And I started to experiment and kind of see what worked best for me. So that's very interesting. I, I feel like maybe Canada and the States are both kind of still trying to figure that out in terms of the medical use and, and, and what it can do for mm-hmm. people. Um, so yeah. And, uh, sorry, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to add to that point. Like, I I think it's really unfortunate that people who have, um, you know, anxiety issues and whatnot, anything um, psychological, there's so much stigma. I I feel like a lot of doctors think, oh, well, you know, you should be taking pills. That's how we've done it all these years. And marijuana is a drug and all that. So I think it's, you know, you guys really get the the shitty end of the stick, if you will. It's it's really unfortunate. So I hope that, you know, things will evolve and, Absolutely. you know, it'll just, it, it takes time, right? It does. It, and, you know, people have to kind of get used to absolutely. it, get used to the idea. I agree with that. And I also feel that like, even for our listeners, like just for us to be able to work and, you know, speak on a platform so freely about this so that other listeners can say, Hey, like, you know, I suffer with severe anxiety or mm-hmm. I, I have epilepsy and, and, you know, things in what I'm doing with treatment aren't working. And, you know, same for like you and I, you know, we had to figure it out, but I, I I genuinely want this to bring awareness to people that have it and hopefully it can help them and, you know, in a natural way. Um, so that's kind of my goal there. Um, I I know that, uh, Mm -hmm. you guys, just so you know, I, I did not ask Camille to go into this whole, um, the debate <laughs> of the stigma of using marijuana for medical purposes, but you know, it's just so important. And I think, you know, it is. Um, being able to speak about it and you're speaking about it so genuinely and so openly, I'm so appreciative of that I, I do want to take a slight turn and, and kind of uh, talk to you about your, your brand and business. I know that you started your brand and business, um, you know, in such a beautiful way. And I really want to, Oh, thank you. It is so you guys, you have to go um, to her website and also her Instagram. It's absolutely gorgeous branding. It's branding goals, basically. Um, oh gosh. You're so sweet. Is. Like, you. Literally you guys should, she's one to stand next to it. If you ever get that opportunity, definitely. Check it out. Um, and how did, how did that all what do you think of yourself when you, when, do you think of yourself as an entrepreneur in this industry? Um, do you think of yourself as a business owner? Like, what would you call yourself and how would you say that you would, I guess, describe the 
identity of your branding landscape? Very interesting question. That's a great question. Makes me think, actually. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I do consider, I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, I I look at at Alum as not only a business, but like I said before, like a real passion project. So, I mean, it is fun for me every day. It's not, it's one of those quote unquote jobs where it doesn't feel like a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a business owner, but it's also just something that I love to do. Like your passion project. Um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's what makes, um, I guess that it's really what brought everything to life, brought to the next level, even with the branding, you know, my passion just made it happen. And um, in terms of um, the, uh, sorry, what was your, what was the second part of the question? <laughs> How did your, uh, the landscape of your brand begin? Like your brand identity, right. how did that, like just, and let's just go into as many details as we can, if you don't mind, just sure. for other cannabis uh, women who are in the industry that are looking to start their own businesses and their own brands around um, cannabis, you know, what, what, how did you start it? So like, for example, you have your shop and the chill box. I'd just love to know what, how you came up with those ideas and, and just your marketing style and, and just maybe a little bit about your team and who's helped you and um, would just kind of love to dive deep into that, especially the brand. Sure. Well, I mean, I always, because what I really find blacks in the market is just like really beautiful accessories for women specifically I mean in the states you guys are already slowly but surely Mm -hmm. filling that gap in the market but here in Canada it's really um it it just there isn't that much available so I thought okay I have this discreet minimalist yet feminine style why don't I curate a collection of items that reflect that and so that's really what inspired the branding and it was really just a matter of you know, going crazy on Pinterest, just going on Instagram and finding pictures that really inspired me. And along with just some other um, ideas I had at the back of my head. And then it just kind of came to life. It's so hard to explain it because it feels like it happened so oh my quickly. Gosh, I feel the same way about and, Oxen Plow, the branding, the yeah. Instagram, everything literally just happened so quickly in my head that I couldn't get it out fast enough. Yeah. And especially like, it's really me, myself and I. So when I'm one person and it's one brain dealing with a million things, you know, it was, it's, it was challenging. It was fun, but it just went by in a flash. But um, I did work with an amazing graphic designer who brought all the ideas together and just delivered that branding. Um, So that was really great. It was amazing working with her and you guys should check out her Instagram. Uh, What is it? Uh, her name is Karina Nika. Okay, so that um, would be. Can you send me her information so I can tag Absolutely. her? Absolutely, that would be awesome. Yeah, so she she's great. If anybody's looking for some branding assistance, uh, she's definitely one to watch. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's really where I, I had the most help. Uh, it's it's and is but it just your yeah time gig is it just is it still developing what does that look like for you right today it's pretty much my my full-time gig I mean I'm still doing a little bit of freelance PR because you need to have a side hustle for in sure. this day and age but I I think I'm probably I'd say I'm putting in like 95 percent of my time into a loom and you know soon enough I'll be able to do it full-time which I'm really really excited about and um, 
Yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome so far. I have to say, it, it's been fun just coming uh, conceptualizing the whole business and and just you know people have been have had great reactions, which has been very touching. And oh my gosh, it's beautiful. How can you not? And thank you. you know, so for me, I I mean I'm going to be selfish and ask a couple business questions for you too. Um, just touching off of what you just said about being able to work at it 95% of the time right now. And, and then, you know, it's soon, it's going to be your full-time gig. What is, Mm -hmm. how would you define the success of a loom? What does success look like for a loom today and in the future? That is a very good question. Oh boy. I got to do some soul searching (laughs) for this. Um, I guess, I mean, there are different, I think it's multifaceted. There's so many different types of success that you can have. And I'm just hoping, I mean, number one, that uh, I just want people to enjoy the experience, the shopping experience that alone is, would be very gratifying. Um, Also just the whole idea of, of taking your lifestyle to the next level, like your cannabis lifestyle, so to speak. I just want people to feel that it's, it's that much more enjoyable by, by adding like, you know, little touches here and there, whether it's, you know, buying a beautiful uh, hemp oil and anything or like a really nice ceramic pipe. Uh, That too is super gratifying. That would be a huge success, you know, just to um, just that alone. And then through my podcast, Breaking the Grass Ceiling. Yes, I want to talk about it. Can we please talk about it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I loved your co-host is that gonna stay are you guys like married together with this show or is yes we oh are <laughs> you guys they are so funny and the way that oh, you guys, so cute. <laughs> no seriously it's so funny and just the way that you guys communicate and your chemistry it's just it's it's so organic and it just I literally feel like when I'm listening when I was listening to your episode your first episode um that I was just in my kitchen with you and we were just talking and, and, and talking about all these things that I'm, you know, that us women in the industry need to talk about sex being one of them. Um, and I just, mm-hmm. I, I thought it, it it's amazing. You guys have to listen. Um, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about um, the podcast and just kind of um, where it started that idea itself on a business standpoint and then creatively um, what have you done and put into it that, um, you feel will make it successful in our industry specifically. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, number one, so yeah, I'll give you a, an overview of what the podcast is all about. Well, I'll start with the idea actually. So it's funny. Uh, I, I started out in broadcast radio. Uh, I did, I took care of the production end of things like content production. Um, and my mentor there, we, we've always been super close and we stayed in touch even after we both um, stopped working there. But he had said at one point when I told him I was launching this business, like, you should totally do a podcast. No, everybody's doing it now. It's just fun. And <laughs> you get your ideas out there. People get to know you more. So I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, I'll do it. And then he said, what about um, partnering up with AD, who's my co-host? And she and I also work together at the radio station. She's amazing. And we went, she's Freaking what is hilarious. Her Insta- I love Do you her. Have her Instagram handle that we can put in the show notes if you don't have it at the top of your head so that we can um, show our list. Uh, yeah, it's actually it's um, it's not all about Hollywood. That's her. I love it. It's, <laughs> so she's awesome. awesome. So we also went to journalism school together. Oh, and wow. so, 
yeah, when he brought up her name, I was like, oh my gosh, this could be great. Because we always had that yin and yang type of dynamic. Right. Like she's, it's, she's like the funny one, the bubbly one who's really, really out there. And I'm like a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Reserved, but not entirely. Yeah, like she, she's just, she's amazing. You have to meet her one day. She's really a trip. I but love uh, I would love to have you guys so, both on next time. That would be oh, amazing. Oh, fun. Yeah. And, and likewise, if you ever come uh, come up here to the cold Arctic tundra. I don't know. I awesome. don't know if I can leave my son, but I mean, I would do it for you guys. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, I, I mean, and I'm so glad to hear that you enjoyed it and that you feel it's almost like you're sitting at our kitchen table because that's really the goal with this podcast. Like, of course, it's, you know, um, it's all about cannabis breakthroughs in the modern age as prohibition slowly peters out across North America, but it's, it is we just wanted it to be a real conversation and not just, you know, spewing out facts and figures. We just want everybody to feel that they can tune in and just, lay back and and learn a few things, you know? So I I definitely think like, you know, when you talk about, you know, doing it in in a more raw, authentic way, that that's definitely my goal with my podcast too. And I feel like, you know, it's just, you just see facts and you just see the news and the stigmas and it's so intimidating. I feel like, Mm -hmm. honestly, at least from my experience. And I mean, I don't know if the listeners feel that way but when you just go on and to google for example and you do cannabis stigma it's just all negative everything oh yeah and and so I feel like this is such a way where we can you know bring that to to rest in a sense where we can talk about it in, in a more positive way and you know the benefits of what it's creating and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that on the industry and the prohibition and how it is collectively coming together slowly um, in the states and I'm not sure about Canada what is the what is it right now at its current state for uh, for Canada so yeah, right now, I mean the um, the bill went through its second or third reading. I can't exactly remember, but um, so we're on track to legalize. Originally, it was going to be July first, but now it's they're looking more like September, and it's going to be legalized federally. But the provinces are are each going to have their own um, systems. So, for example, uh, where I live in Quebec. It's we're not taking the best approach. It's all going to be run by the government, by the provincial government, period. So like there won't be any private shops. So if you go, let me try to compare it to. So no, it's very hard. No, like, you know, for example, if you go uh, to, I don't know, Portland and they have like all these cute little coffee shops where you could, you know, we're not going to have that in this province, but there are some others that are going to take a more public, uh, sorry, a more private approach where, you know, you could have those uh, establishments. So that's, I mean, listen, it it takes time. We're a bit sluggish, but I think we're going to catch up to you guys down (laughs) South. Um, And I'm pretty optimistic. Like obviously when something's legalized at first, the, the, the laws are pretty tight and it's really just That's to be true. cautious. So yeah. I am optimistic that it's going to loosen up and slowly but surely, you know, things are going to settle in. And, you know, the, the next generation of, of kids, they're just going to grow up with cannabis being the norm, just like having a glass of wine or. I know it's not crazy. Isn't that yeah, crazy it's, it's really nuts. To, yeah. 
so uh, going touching back circling back to business and how how do you think that that will affect Canada and in the cannabis industry and the businesses surrounding and and even yours itself how legalization will affect us yeah. mm, well f- me for example I'm not selling any uh weed I'm just selling lifestyle essentials right. and that includes but some paraphernalia but significantly once things are legalized and more recognized yeah, yeah. so what i was going to explain is uh, basically um you know with when the laws come into place there are going to be some obstacles like i'm sure there will be um a lot of growth and and i feel that i'm super fortunate that i'm able to seize on that opportunity but um there there, there are going to be challenges as well so for instance you know there the promotion laws alone are pretty tight so i could get a slap on the wrist for having like i always use this comparison like if i were to sell a pink bong they could easily say oh that appeals to children even if you have age checks on your website and they can easily give you a slap on the wrist and say take that down what but listen, I mean, that's what I, I've spoken to a few lawyers who are specializing in cannabis law. Mm-hmm. Some of them mm-hmm. have, have said that. Others have said, you know what, they're going to go after the drug dealers. But um, point being, I think a lot of businesses will thrive, but there are going to be little setbacks here and there. But it's always, you know, a, a, an adjustment period, really. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to be perfect, but I... I I'm really excited about the opportunities. No, that's amazing. I think that's incredible. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Chillbox. Can you kind of explain what the Chillbox is for our listeners who should know but don't? Um, and <laughs> how it works and, um, you know, how that idea came about. It's fun. I'll start off with how the idea came about. I love telling this story. Uh, so I was, I, I wrote about this recently, actually, but I was at a friend's house party. I really didn't want to go, but I ended up going. My boyfriend forced me. <laughs> and uh, so I was already a little, quite stoned. And when I got there, I was just like, I was, you know, I'm going to go sit on the couch and chill. So there were a bunch of people in the corner and just hanging out. And one of my acquaintances he was like, oh, keep passing me my shoebox. And I was like, what are you talking about? Give me your shoebox? It's so random. Anyway, I gave it to him. He opened it up and I noticed all of his um, accessories and the weed as well was just like beautifully compartmentalized, just so nicely put together. And in that moment, I thought to myself, oh my God, I need to create like a subscription box of some sort. I need to do something. And you know, a few days later, I finally started looking into it. And I knew the idea had been done already, of course, as with most ideas. Um, But I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna put my own spin on it. I want this to be like a really high quality box, not just with your typical papers, like, of course, I do include papers, but I just wanted something a a little step up that really has um, an aesthetic, obviously, items that are high quality and, and um, functional that's number one but also that fall into this um, like style that I have and that I want to share with other people so uh, that's really what what started it and, and I you know as I was developing the branding for the company as a whole um, we started toying around with these box designs and then it just all came together and it and... is absolutely beautiful it is thank you so much the packaging you guys like it's it's hashtag cannabis branding goals. 
It really oh. is. Like, it is gorgeous. Like, I cannot wait to Thank get you. mine. I'm so excited about it. And I feel like it's just going to blow up and get big. Because right now, you can only purchase one, right? You cannot get a, prescrip- a, a subscription. Yes. So that's going to be available hopefully next month. I'm going to keep everybody posted. But just to give you a little preview, um, you'll have the option to get either just one box or month to month recurring, or you could do three months, six months. And um, so it's good. It's going to be fun. So but for now, we're going to just have the the, uh, the single box. And uh, so May's coming up soon. I'm excited to release that one. It's going to be fun. Little, uh, you know, May flowers. That is ex- so, so exciting. Yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh, Camille. Well, you have just been lovely to speak with, and um, I hope that I get oh, to chat with you soon. Um, even offline, I'd, I'd love to just chat more with you, um, and just more pick your brain, uh, more in terms of branding and business and just creatively. Um, I would love to do that with you. Um, and then I would love to have you and ADM together next time for. A- We'd love to. That would be awesome. Um. Uh, just real quick before we go, um, if you could just kind of pimp yourself out and tell everyone where they can find you. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> on Instagram, you can find us at shop alum. So that's S-H-O-P-A-L-L-U-M-E. And then the website is shop-alum.com. And also uh, you can check out the podcast on Instagram. I have so many things to plug. Jesus. Just uh, go at B- it. Give it to us. <laughs> All right. So on Instagram, it's BTGC podcast. Because, you know, you know what it's like to run a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody says podcast anymore. No, it's a podcast, guys. <laughs> exactly. And then soundcloud.com slash BTGC podcast. So that's that's it. That's amazing. Camille, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you, Lise. we will be stay tuned for the chill box and cannot wait to subscribe. So make sure, everybody, you go on to shopaloom.com and order your chill box now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.